0: Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Hello and welcome to this week's Countryside here on Manx Radio. I'm Simon Clark
1: And I'm Kerry Kermode. Last week when we were at the Food and Drink Festival, we also popped along to the Lockton Experience and there we caught up with Jim Middleton and John Wood.
0: We also went to Derby to help the litter picking campaign for the Derby and Northern Community Initiative and also I spoke to Jackie Farragut about an event that's happening in Andrus next week. Well, we didn't get a chance to pack everything in on last week's Countryside Curry. Uh our experience at the Alman Food and Drink Festival. We tried to get as much in uh, with the local produce, of course, as we could. And one such local one, we thought we'd save them instead of cutting them down and getting them both in this week, uh, was to do with... Um, well, something in your area, really, the sheep, and particularly the Lockton sheep, which are so much part of the heritage of the Isle of Man.
1: They really are, Simon. And what a lovely idea it was to have them all in the one marquee, the Lockton Experience, to have the live sheep there, and then the process with the wool, and then obviously the the grill pit with the lovely Manx Lockton lamb there, deliciously served up in BAPS. Jim Middleton, well, this is a nice experience. The Lockton Experience, a new air uh, tent to the Food and Drink Show.
2: Hi, Currie. Yes, it's, uh, it's worked out very well, actually. It was a concept I think the department came up with. Uh, Audrey and everybody's put a lot of work into it, and it seems to work very well for us this year.
1: And it is a huge attraction having live animals at any event. But this year in particular, Jim, we lost the Southern and the Royal Manx agricultural shows to COVID. This is a great opportunity for the children to interact.
2: It is. I mean, it was a great shame losing both agricultural shows this year. So it's nice to get animals out to some sort of event at least. Uh, It's amazing, despite the fact we have two agricultural shows every year, it's amazing how many people don't seem to uh, get close to animals anymore. So it's been a bit of an eye-opener, really.
1: And the locked-in lamb you have here on display is a true example with the lovely four
2: horns. He is a good lamb, yeah. He's just a six-month-old ram lamb and a couple of ewes, just... uh, got them out to show the people what it's what it's all about and help the storyline of the wool and what we're trying to do here. So we have John from Laxey Woolen Mill over there busy uh, on his loom paddling away, creating a fabric... Jenny from Balakoshnehan uh, is selling her you know, yarns and wools, and we do the sheepskin rugs, as you know, and cushions and things.
1: And that is the, the real thing, isn't it? It's from the farm, basically using every piece of that animal, you know, to the to the table, and obviously the byproduct in being the wool. But what a great product the Manx Lockton wool is!
2: Well, it is. It's just been undervalued for many years, and as you know, the global price for wool this year is on the floor. So uh, it illustrates. In a, in a small way, the, the problems that we all have with all wool. But at least with uh, sort of niche products and niche wools, you can add a bit of value as you go. As I say, with John at Laxey, the only commercial wool mill we still have on the island, um, these things need to be encouraged and kept, otherwise we'll lose them, you know.
1: And that is exactly it. And I do think people maybe miss the likes of watching John using his loom of how garments are actually made.
2: Well, it's interesting to see because he's using an old Hattersley loom there, and it's early 1900s. Uh, So it's a pedal loom, and it's the same sort of loom that they use for doing Harris Tweed. Now, everybody knows about world-famous Harris Tweed from the west coast of Scotland, but when you actually see the history of Laxey Woolen Mill, it actually predates Harris Tweed. So we've got a product there that's even older than Harris Tweed, which is world-famous. And as usual in the Isle of Man, we don't sell ourselves very well.
1: No, and that is exactly that. But I do believe there's a strong demand for the woolen products out to America in particular.
2: Yeah, I think John's managed to build on some of that uh, international business and long may it continue, but he's also building a home base, which is important, so that people... There's people who come today to, to see what we do and they've never been to Laxie Woolen Mill, for instance. Uh, you know, so And even with the sheep, they're not a lot of locals aren't aware that we even have our own breed of sheep here. So we've still got a lot of educating to do and if we don't actually get out there and do it, it doesn't get done, does it? This so, is
1: exactly And like you said, it's been a, a great opportunity to have the Manx and experience. It's the first time I've seen it brought together as a collaboration but it definitely has worked
2: Yeah it has worked and I think it's something we'd look at potentially doing in the future around the agriculture shows so uh, as long as everybody gets a bit of business out of it then the more we can work together the better is for everybody isn't it
0: Well John Wood you're in charge
3: of the, doesn't look like a 2020 loom that you've got here. 2020? (laughs) No this is a 1926 loom Really? Yeah it's a a pedal loom that was uh, built in 1926 and still going today and is
0: the principle of automatic machines and modern ones basically the same as this?
3: It's the same way of weaving a piece of cloth, whether it's on a modern machine or an old machine, yes. Uh, but I have to say, the quality on the old machines of the actual fabric uh, is actually better.
0: And what are you making on this one today? You've got a sort of brown khaki colour, is it? I don't know what you call it.
3: Well, it's called Manx Locton, That's pure Manx Lockton in the loom there. And... Um, we're going to be making caps and jackets with that when it's finished.
0: Right, so we've had a, speak, uh, a chat with Jim over there, yeah. of in charge of the Manx Lockton. So, yeah. um, I mean, where does the process go fr- from the from the Lockton and then when the wool comes off?
3: Right, w- uh, we get the wool from Jim, uh, but we have to send it away to get spun into yarn, and it, we get it spun in Scotland. And then it comes back to us, and that's where we take over and where we put the cloth together.
0: Yeah, and is there, is there
3: just one sort of colour on this particular one? Well, Manx Lockton comes one colour, so yeah, we, we've added a little bit of colour into this one, just the, the odd fleck of red and white in it, just to give it a little bit of interest, uh, but Manx Lockton's Manx Lockton. Uh, to get the variation in cloths, we have to source other coloured wools to, to give us a variation in all the tweeds we do. But we thought we'd uh, show Manx Lockton for this event because it is the Manx Lockton experience. Is it a difficult one to work with? And how does the finished product compare with the other, one, other wools used? Uh, the Manx Lockton is quite superior in some ways really? to a lot of other traditional wools. Yeah, uh, It has a softness to it, but it also has a great warmth to it as well. But that's the nature of the beast on how it grows the wool. Right. And is it a difficult machine to set up, this loom? Oh, with practice, no. (laughs) Not particularly like anything else. Once you know how, it's easy. Yeah, well, give us a go on it then. Keep it going.
1: was Simon there with John Wood from Laxey Woollen Mills and myself talking to Jim Middleton.
0: Yeah, very good that was, wasn't it, you know, and it's uh, some noise from the old loom clashing about, but uh, to see the material there coming out at the end of it, you know, and I thought wow. You know, that could be that's gonna be a jacket or something nice. The old country gents jacket.
1: That's right, yes. and it was some lovely garments on display. But isn't it always nice you you think you go into Marks and Spencer's and all these other shops and you think there's the garment. How was it ever made? You don't ever think of it, do you? No. And to see it there in all its glory and one of the last ones around, I believe.
0: Yeah. Well I think your dad and Caesar will be in there to get one of them jackets <laughs> made for themselves, <laughs> won't they, in the future?
1: But that locked in tweed is, is gorgeous, isn't it? All different shades of brown and uh, Jim's so proud there and uh, all the other people in that tent to have that locked in wool.
0: Yeah. Well, I went to an event in Derby at the weekend, ran by the Derby and Northern Community Initiatives, and it involved picking some litter up around the village. Young and old were there, and I caught up firstly with one of the members of the committee, Yasmin Cowell, and first put it to her, they, they drafted in the help of the Beach Buddies team.
4: Yeah, yeah, Beach Buddies, they're always good to muck in and and provide litter pickers and um, bags for everyone to, you know, go and do their bit for the community. Um, But this time we thought we'd put something different on it and um, offer some free burgers and sausages to people that are going to come out and lend a hand, I suppose, and gather the rubbish. Yeah,
0: well, it was a fine day for it, certainly, and uh, quite a few people, young and old, have turned out.
4: Yeah, yeah. Do you know, actually, this time there's been quite a lot of young people, which is always nice to see. Um, but yeah a good variety of ages it's it's really good turnout yeah.
0: And one of the difficult things around here there's so much goes on on the airfield there and bits of people blown out of people's hands I suppose and they always head this way and get gathered in these hedges so it's uh, it was quite strange it was like the start of something where everyone headed out in a different direction yeah with full bags.
4: They did full bags normally you can see them all around the camp gathering but like you said it's been quite sporadic this year people were heading down the beach lane and over the um like you said the airfield and on both estates really so it was very spread out this one it's it's nice really they've had to go searching for it it's not in your face this year (laughs) so it means it's it's improving which is a good thing as well
0: but the uh, the initiative itself i mean is it is it going somewhere i mean you're getting lots of support
4: yeah i mean um i mean there's always room for more always room for more but as far as the support goes uh, yeah we're very impressed the turnout's brilliant everyone does their bit they chip in and it's, it's just a real nice community event um people make cakes and donate them and people have donated burgers and sausages and we've borrowed barbecues and and everyone's just mucked in and and, and done their bit really and
0: they're all still because, here <laughs> and they're all still
4: here yeah all still here it's nice
0: let's get a chat with some of the beach buddies team then bill dale you got the full fleet
5: down today we did the fantastic thing is we had 47 people turned up i mean you think about the size of jerby how many people live here about 400 something like that we had an event in douglas yesterday and 10 turned up so it just shows you the difference in the community spirit between jerby and somewhere like douglas where there's 40,000 people live so it's been a
0: Really good day. Yeah, well, you got the team with you, Lindsay and Michelle. Um, you get involved with beaches normally, I suppose, is more associated with, but what's it like to get out in the community and be picking up the rubbish just around a village?
1: Oh, it's great, yeah. Just meeting up with them, um, with different people. It's, it's brilliant. It's really good fun. Kids all out having a great time, so
6: it's, yeah, it's fab.
0: And what sort of things were found today?
6: We found all sorts today a Tommy Cooper hat. Oh, what the Tommy Cooper hat. Alright, here it is. Which Bill has had on and doing I a thought that was an old air filter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pity we can't see that on the radio yeah, here. Just,
6: uh, <laughs> we found lots of plastic, um, the usual rubbish, plastic bottles, cans, all sorts of tires. Yeah,
5: and strange large huge piece of purple material yeah. gigantic piece and you just wonders where these things come from yeah and yeah,
0: it's difficult I suppose with all the events that happen on the airfield here which is, is blowing it this way and uh, as you said before it's, it's just nice that so many people got involved today on a beautiful day and lots of children
5: too Simon Yeah, and you brought your little boy as well you know so yeah. it's, it's great when you see the young people come out and, as a family and then uh, they go home and tell other people, you know, they tell aunties and uncles. And that's why we spend so much time in schools, because the children go home and educate their parents. But there were a lot of children here today, so it's, it's good for the future, I think.
0: Yeah. And what's next for you next week?
5: Where are we going, girls? I think we're going south next week. We alternate between north and south each week. Um, so it'll be a beach south, possibly Langness area,
0: somewhere like that. But, uh, uh, all the details. It, yes. All the details available. Though,
5: yeah, and you guys are very good to put it on the radio for us. So uh, the details go on our on our Facebook page. Plus, going to chat
0: with You've been at Derby today, uh, involved in the litter picking, but from a dis- different perspective.
6: Yeah, right. So, um, I'm. This is going to be one episode in a podcast series I'm making about um, community spaces on the Isle of Man, and I thought. Um, Jerby and Northern Community Initiatives would be a good place to come for that. And with the event on today, I thought I'd take part see what it's all about and, um, yeah, discover what's going on in the Jerby community.
0: And what what got you involved in wanting to pursue this sort of thing, to, to spread the words about what communities are doing?
6: Well, there's just so much going on on the Isle of Man and I think the value of community is something that is so difficult to... Um, it's not something that you can write on a, on a graph, it's not something you put on a spreadsheet, um, but it's something that's so important to the people, especially in a place like the Isle of Man. Um, so, I, yeah, I thought it would be a good, a good way to highlight what's going on on our island and in the number of different ways and the number of different places that people are coming together. Yeah, so what other sort of areas have you visited? Um, so I spoke to Mother Tees and Laxey, it's a community hub a bit like this one, um and then uh somebody from soundcheck a youth music project um someone from the manx Deaf society as well there's also um amy from the saddle who've just started a um a queer club night on the isle of man as well so yeah lots of different um lots of different spaces lots of different events yeah
0: have you found it interesting so far getting finding out about the little communities in different parts of the island and how they differ
6: Totally, yeah, yeah. It's I surprised myself when researching it. I put out a post on Facebook asking um, for interest to see what kind of things there were, and I was surprised by how many different um, spaces, people, events are happening um, to bring people together on the island. So that was um, yeah a big surprise, but a, a pleasant one.
0: Yeah, and you're gonna gather all the information, obviously uh, in written form, and and recorded form eventually, will it?
6: Yes, so the podcast um, in development currently, so watch this space, and then I'm going to be um, writing it out and hopefully pitching it to um, local papers or self-publishing as well.
0: So, let's talk to some of the people, the younger generation have been involved today. What have you been doing?
6: Litter picking. Yeah, litter picking.
0: <laughs> and what sort of litter did you pick up? Um, <laughs> Snails?
6: Yeah, I picked up snails and I still dropped them, but they're they're still alive. Yeah, Yeah. me too. And I also picked up a 25-litre um container. Really? Yeah, we found an aerial. Yeah, we found an aerial. We played with it and fought over it. Yeah,
0: and did (laughs) you think it was good that lots of people came today?
6: Yeah. Yeah. In fact, especially
0: the cake. Yeah, and what did you do with the rubbish when you brought it back? I
6: did the truck thing with yeah. my Bobby.
0: Yeah. Did you have a good day? Yeah.
6: Yeah. You also <laughs> played table tennis. Excuse
0: <laughs> me. Well, there's uh, some of the kids uh, telling me about what they'd picked up on the day. Before that, Owen Atkinson telling us about uh, his visits to various communities in the Isle of Man. Uh, to get their thoughts on that and find out what's happening for a later podcast that he's going to set up. And also, I spoke to the Beach Buddies team, Bill Dale and uh, Michelle and Lindsay as well, and firstly, Yasmin Cal from the committee. So, well done to one and all there. Yeah, the snails were safe, though, Kiri, which was good to know,
4: <laughs> wasn't it? Thank
1: goodness for that. But isn't it lovely, Simon, to hear the children so enthusiastic getting out in our Manx countryside and giving it a good tidy up and spruce, especially this time of year when they're... Uh, you know, the daylight hours are running short. And you're always looking for something to do. But what a great opportunity.
0: Yeah, and, uh, of course, it's difficult there with quite a windy place, Jerby, because, course. And with all the events happening on the airfield, you can't control everything. And, of course, it all blows into the gorse and the hedges. So, you know, there's nowhere else for it to go. But uh, well done to everyone involved in that. <laughs> You're listening to Countryside here on Mags Radio with Kiri Kermod and myself, Simon Clark. Well, harvest for us from the agricultural background just has a, brings a, a, a tear to my eye in a way. It reminds me of school. I always talk to Phil Gorn about it. You know, the harvest home when we used to bring the, the sheaves of the corn in, you know, to put on the... You know, for oh, the things it really at the was a yeah. special
1: time at school, mm. and even still, uh, lots of harvest homes happening around the Manx countryside. And um, we'll hear about harvesting the barn at Bala Craig and next week in uh, Glen May. That's always always well supported, but like you say, the tradition of the harvest loaf is always my favourite part, and the the big sheath made out of the bread and the little mouse somewhere hidden amongst it all, and. Um, a great tradition and when they auction the produce off you're able to buy it and fetch it home
0: Indeed, well our last piece involves the Andreas community and uh, I went along to speak to Jackie Farragher and uh, her her husband Leslie who run the, uh, the hen farm there with the free range eggs but uh, she had a different hat on her arranging a different event for the community and I spoke to her to find out more about it
7: yeah, um, uh, three or four of us just got together and thought it was a a little bit sad that there's nothing going on in the village this year. The community calendar for the village has been depleted because of Corona. So we thought, here we go, we'll just put on a bit of a, a, bit of a show for the youngsters of the village.
0: And that's one thing I suppose that the Roots Show has been famed for over the recent years, I suppose. They've involved the a- the kids of Andrew's school and a lot of entries from the younger ones so I suppose it would be a shame if there was nothing for them you know because they're back at school and it's got the they've got the chance to get something into the show.
7: Yeah well you know yourself the the kids dipped out on six months education this year and they've been stuck at home maybe they've learned a new skill or maybe the parents have learned a new skill so we thought we'd uh, do something along the the Lines of craft and what have you, so waiting we to see the school teacher, and the school threw their weight behind it. So we thought, right, if we've got a little bit of interest, we'll get a program on the go, and there you go.
0: So, so what sort of things are you going to be having that's uh, going to entertain the crowds that are going to flock to Andrews Parish Hall?
7: <laughs> well, there's sure to be crowds, isn't there? Um, well, there's all sorts here that's it's just like a sort of shrunk down version of the uh, a normal sort of produce show, um, just sort of jams, jellies, chutneys, and shrunk it down from like 210 classes down to 45, but there's a class there for everybody, whether you're young or old, male or female, and um, each class is for um, the children and uh, the adults, so it's an open class, so... I was just thinking there, Simon, you might be wanting to make a key worker out of an egg like a radio presenter.
0: <laughs> Some say I've got a head like an egg anyway, that's <laughs> one thing we're saying. But <laughs> the, it's, it's part of it, isn't it? Because, I mean, a lot of the, the men, I suppose, get involved in cooking and preparing meals, you know, for um, at home nowadays. So I suppose there's a good chance for guys to, to cook a cake or a scone or something like that, isn't there? Yeah
7: could be men out there that have never grown a spud before, Simon, and thought with the lockdown and what have you, we might dig the garden over and grow a spud or something. They might want to bring it to the show and show it off and we'll be more than happy to see it. So what's,
0: is Is this a sort of small committee that's put this together?
7: Uh, Well, yes, small is the, uh, (laughs) um, yeah, there's there's four of us, um, I'll name and shame them now, it seems how they sent me to do the interview. Um, There's myself. um, Joe Brew, uh, Belinda Leach and uh, Sarah Brown. And between the four of us uh, running around like headless chickens and uh, roping people in and uh, the community of, uh, well, Andrews and all around really are fantastic because they've all um, jumped on board and Paul Carey's sponsored the printing of all of the Uh, schedules and um, prize cards and what have you. And then if you look at the back there, Simon, the list of people who have put produce in, they're fantastic. Um, And because so many people have um, put themselves behind this, we thought, right, we'll see if we can promote them by making um, hampers. Big hampers all full of um, all locally grown produce Um, from all around, lots of it from around the village, meat, vegetables, cheese, uh, seafood, flour, bread, cakes, anything, you name it, it's all going to be in these hampers.
0: Yeah, one thing I suppose it shows is that people want this to continue because they're eager to to put bits into it and uh, put a little bit of help behind it.
7: Oh, I think without a doubt, I think this here is... um, With with there not being a root show this year, I think that this year will keep the momentum going, and hopefully next year um, the people that have entered this will continue and enter into the root show and keep the momentum going, keep it going.
0: Yeah, and the the floral art as well. I mean, have you heard from from many of them how flowers and uh, plants have been this year?
7: Uh, No, but I think the... um, They've got a, you can decorate a welly here um, with flowers and what have you. I think we've covered every every sort of class, every medium there is for and um, kids and adults. It's it's a community thing, kids and adults. Um, if there isn't a class there for you, Simon, I'm sure we can put one on the bottom.
0: Well, there's one for a scarecrow there that uh, might get involved in making as well.
7: Well, there It'd you go. It'd be handy
0: to get uh, him ready and get him on top of the bonfire for, <laughs> for November. <laughs>
7: Well, it'll be interesting to see. Um, the, I mean, there, there are um, people ringing up now and um, entering stuff into the show. Um, I think the Friday night beforehand there, I think there'll be a lot of people then entering into the show. But, I mean, it's, it's a sort of um, our first attempt at it. So, um, But we're, we're quietly confident that we can, uh, we can get it all sorted and up and running and be steady away on the day.
0: There we are, Jackie Farragher telling us about the Andreas Community Show, which is on this Saturday, the 3rd of October. The show opens at 1 o'clock, and entries may be removed uh, from 4.30 onwards. Entries free as well into the hall, and refreshments available just for donations as well, uh, for tea and coffee and homemade cake, and the big prize raffle including the locally produced food hampers. Uh, it happens at four o'clock so good luck with that as they said they're not uh, you know they're just trying to do something a little bit different to keep the kids interested and things like that
1: that's it it's always so important to get out in the community and enjoy these events and, and keep them going isn't it and especially this year with all that's happening in the world uh, local produce is right there at the forefront isn't it it is indeed
0: but that's it for this week's countryside uh, if you've got anything for the program let Kerry or myself know or send an email to countryside at manxradio.com. We'll be back next Tuesday from six. Until then, from me, Simon Clark.
1: I'm me, Kerry We'll See you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.